Hey guys, welcome back to episode five, season two of the Wellside Podcast. Today, I've got Victor Litovchenko with me in the studio today. Mm-hmm. He's replacing Max. Max is a busy guy. He's um, building business and working hard today. But we're going into the holiday season, and we're going to talk about basically how do we as Christians think about this season of festivity, celebration, and all that good stuff. But before we get into that, a little bit about Victor himself. So welcome. Thank you. And uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your work, your church life, in a nutshell for the people. Yeah, so I work for the state. I work in law enforcement. I have a family, three kiddos. They're wonderful kids, sometimes a handful, but uh, I think some of you listeners understand that. Oh, yeah. Busy house. Uh, Yeah. Um, Like Andre said, I'm Max's brother, and we go to the same church. In the church, I try to help out with what I can. I'm kind of the fill-in right now for band. You're the Swiss Army knife. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not always the best, you know, being the jack of all trades. But... um, I'm also going to be filling in for my group leader, who's going to be gone on seminary. So kind of coming around to a busy season of life, but it is good. I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying what I'm learning. I'm enjoying to share that with those around me, my uh, friends, neighbors, um, family. It's good. Life is very good. Yeah, it's it's a blessing when it's fruitful like that. Busy in a good way. Busy in the sense that there's mm-hmm. a lot of good things happening. Not busy in the sense that there's a lot of bad things happening. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's exciting. It's part of a being in a small church. A small church plant is you're doing a lot. Everyone does a lot. If you want to serve and help the church, there's just so many things to get done. And when we have willing people and gifted people, they end up doing a lot of things. So that's how it is. Um, what got you thinking about culture, theology, and your practical life more? What got you more interested in connecting in a deeper way how you think about God and Christianity and your daily life as a father, as a mm-hmm. law enforcement officer, as a husband, as a neighbor? I think when you start talking to your kids and explaining to them why they should be doing what they're doing, you better have a reason and backing that up with with a worldview. I mean, why do you say what you're saying? And right. There needs to be something deeper to why should I be faithful in raising my children? Right. What should I be doing with my children? Uh, what should I be teaching them? Um, yeah, I mean, daily relationships. Why should I invest in those? If you're truly going to be honest with yourself, you got to know what the Bible tells us, how to go about it. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's cool. So today, we're going to kind of uh, be stealing from the CrossPolitik podcast. If you guys listen to them, uh, you'll hear similar words that they say. But mm-hmm. we're going to steal their, what is it called? Their, 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 their theme mantra. Or their mantra is uh, fight, laugh, feast. And as we're going into the season of celebration, we want to talk to you guys about a distinctly Christian view of how we approach the good things of life, especially holidays, especially celebration, especially the good times that we have together. How do you think that like that, how do we think about that stuff as Christians specifically? Um, now, you guys should all check out the CrossPolitik podcast. It's an awesome show, but we're going to kind of steal their words and talk about them in a specific way that applies to our life in our context, which might be a little bit different from theirs. So the question that we're asking is what 
does it look like when Christians truly live as if Jesus is reigning, as if Jesus is real, that he is on his throne, that he is coming back to judge the world? And as Christians, we embrace that story, the story of creation, fall, redemption, consummation. What does that mean for us to actually inhabit that in our daily lives? You know, Because mm-hmm. lots of times, I think one of the big impulses even for this podcast is we as young people today, we feel a disconnect between these words of gospel life and Christianity and uh, the future of all things in God's plan and our daily experience. Life down here often feels separated from the, all this spiritual talk that we grew up in the church with. So what we're trying to do is live it out more, more truly. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? Um, how does it change our attitude to everyday life, our attitude towards ourselves? How would you, in a nutshell, answer that question? What does it look like when Christians truly live as if Jesus is reigning as Lord, and he is on his throne. I feel like oftentimes this is kind of what we've been talking about. One of the problems with our Christianity today is that we see a church, an American church, a Western church, that is so working so hard to try to make their Christianity more cool, more attractive, more fun, more interesting, mm-hmm. when their very sense of Christian narrative, Christian identity is so thin Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to spice it up instead of really becoming more aware of the glory of the story of the God of the Bible. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think so often we picture ourselves in a, even if we're thinking about ourselves from the side, we see ourselves as someone who is just a character mm-hmm. who believes in something mm-hmm. rather than being a character of that someone making that story. Mm-hmm. Meaning, so another way to say it is we wake up in the morning and we are, you know, Mr. Mr. Smith who works at whatever office and he's going to go make us coffee, he's going to go this, this, this. But he forgot that yesterday at Sunday service, he was proclaiming Jesus as king. He was rejoicing that he has something to live for. Salvation, hope, he redemption, can, regeneration. Yeah, his... His family has so much hope. His life is a lot more than Mr. Smith who goes to the office. Right. His life right. is, mm-hmm. he's an heir. Jesus is reigning and he can rejoice in that. He can go to the office and live this enjoy, and he can celebrate. He has truly something to right. celebrate about too. How thick is your awareness of your Christian identity as you go through your daily life, mm-hmm. right? That's the question. Like you can... And a lot of us American, Western Christians, whatever you want to call it, right, you, you, you do the Christian thing on the weekend or the Sunday thing or the Bible study thing, but on your nine to five, on your grind, you are living in total oblivion or disconnection from the reality of your Christian story, right? Right, and it goes even deeper to that, or I, I should say even into the smallest details, like you can pick up that coffee at the drive-thru, and be like, oh, I need this coffee to get through today. Or you can pick up that coffee and praise Jesus for the amazing taste of coffee. Mm-hmm. And it is because of him, because he made wonderful things, you can enjoy this coffee. Right. If he is truly creator, then he is creator of everything. 
including, yeah, that, the, including something as ridiculous as a cup of coffee, though it's not ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. either he is or he isn't, right? Yeah. So I guess it changes the attitude of everyday life because you could see God's intricate personal hand in every aspect of life. And that is how we should be living. And there is not a need to be making things more interesting because they are already so magical in themselves. So one common question maybe to follow this is how is this different from the Pollyanna uh, approach where you're just like, well, just look at the positive and the good things of life and trying to constantly inject positivity. How is, how is this, what you're describing, mm-hmm. this Christian awareness, this Christian glory life, different than like a Pollyanna positivity? Well, in one sense, we need to be preaching to ourselves the Pollyanna positivity to get ourselves out of that haze that everyday life goes about us. We need to be constantly preaching to ourselves and say, Jesus is Lord this coffee is good because of him. I can drive this car because of him. We need to preach that to ourselves. There's nothing wrong to say, well, are we faking it that we're right. actually joyous? Hmm. Well, like, from one sense, it's not called faking it if you are telling yourself what is true. Mm-hmm. And are you mm-hmm. believing it and are you living it? Right, right. So it's artificial if you're trying to inject uh, positivity into your life, into your daily mentality that this positivity is coming from the outside, it's external, but it's true if you are saying, look at the world, what is this world, right? And if you're saying either this world is the product of an amazing God or it's not. Yeah, and I think your question was more of, um, your question was more, or I guess what you were trying to say wasn't, um, are we trying to just make things positive, but are we pretending that things right, are pretend. good? Right, pretend, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no. We are not pretending, and if we feel, and if we are seeing these things, we should be asking those questions, and we should preach the truth to ourselves. Right. We should tell us what is true, and we should remind ourselves who made that coffee, right? Who right. created coffee? For sure. So our friends over at the Cross Politic Podcast they summarize it in three words. Fight. Shout out, love to you guys. Number one fan. Right. <laughs> By the way, they're not listening. Yeah. Hey, maybe they are. We're going to tag them and see if they listen. So, but they summarize it in three words, fight, laugh, feast. And I think in many ways, this is kind of a fun way to summarize a practical Christian philosophy of life. Mm. But you got to define these words. What do we mean by these words? What do you mean by, especially by something like fight, which sounds very threatening and, um... Yeah, so what do we mean? What do we, when we say as Christians, we approach this daily life, and especially as we approach this holiday season and the busyness and the craziness, but also the beauty, the glory, the smells, the tastes, the sounds. So let's break this down. Mm-hmm. Well, what do, we mean, what do we mean when yeah. we say fight? I think very often when people think of fight, they auto- automatically think about who am I fighting? Right. And the number one answer to that is your sin yourself, your your kingdom that you have built up, the sins that can dwell or um, be kicked around in your home that you might not want to call sin, um, and you're fighting the, the daily struggle of life throwing out more and more temptations to you. Yeah, I think what I, I really appreciate about this word fight is we know that our, your daily life is a struggle. 
And the New Testament brings that front and center, right? Paul says the weapons of our warfare, you know, he says, first of all, Paul describes his whole ministry as a fight, as a labor, as an attack, as an onslaught, as a mm-hmm. Olympic struggle. So like he has all these different metaphors and he uses the fight and the soldier metaphor often, like constantly, constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. And Paul is, is bringing to the center, look, guys, we live in a world under siege, like C.S. Lewis says. You know, like this world is enemy-occupied territory. Satan is real. Sin is real. People are going to hell. It's real. There's people rebelling against the glory of God. We are caught up in the struggle. Life every day is a battle. And if you're going to live the Christian life correctly on the ground, you have to have your head on straight as you're looking at what's going on, acknowledging, first of all, it's a battle. But the problem is you have to pinpoint on the nature of the battle. The nature of the battle is spiritual. Like Paul says, the weapons of our warfare are not physical, but spiritual, that we are bringing truth, the truth of Jesus and his kingdom into the broken, corrupt, rebellious hearts of people. That's the battle. The battle is against your sin, against the sins of the people around you, the sins of the culture around you, the brokenness of the world. Um, and as Christians, we've been very naive about that. I think we, we often expect this, there's this low-key sense of prosperity, Christianity, like when you follow Jesus, everything's going to be good in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's a struggle, but it's a glorious struggle because Jesus wins and that we are, fi- you know, we're, we're following the Lord who conquered, the Lord mm-hmm. who has risen. Yeah, um, and, and I think it's easier to say, well, that's not the Christian thing to do. We should just uh, evangelize and tell people about Jesus. Well, I think if you are not fighting, fighting correctly, if you're not fighting, then you are not doing what God has called you to. You're not doing the Christian thing. Yeah, it's a struggle. If you don't take life on every day, this is a battle. I get to strap on my stuff. You know, like if to follow Jesus today, to lead my wife, to love my kids... It's a, it's a battle that's every day. If you don't do that, then you're going into daily life with a naive perspective. Yeah, and if you don't feel like you're fighting, you should definitely ask some questions about what you're doing wrong yeah, what about is or and what's wrong in your Christianity. Yeah, just before we move to the next one, I, there are wrong ways to fight. I think historically we've seen Christianity become a cultural thing, and so to many, um, to many people, especially in America... Uh, fighting for Jesus is more about getting prayer back in the schools and getting a Christian president and getting Christian laws. All these things, they have their place. I don't deny that. However, um, very often it has created a false external Christian religion Mm. that is more culture than it is heart. Mm -hmm. And they want to change things around them. They want to change their crazy liberal neighbors, mm-hmm. but they don't want to change their own sinful hearts. Okay, so fight, laugh. What, what do we mean by laugh real quick? What, 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 what are we laughing at? When you are fighting in your battles, you can walk away from those battles laughing because you know who won. Mm-hmm. And laughing not in the sense that you're sneering or whatever. Laughing in the sense that there is a reason to have a lighthearted and optimistic perspective mm-hmm. on things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I think a lot of times Christians take themselves so seriously that they cannot laugh. Mm-hmm. They feel like there's this great battle mm-hmm. and Satan is spreading through all the governments and and establishments. But and we're all doomed. Yeah, and and there's this like dark cloud 
But really, Christians should be in that battle, should be calling that sin out, should be fighting it, and also should be laughing because they know who is king. Right, right. We know that our ultimate hope and it is not staked on anything that is falling and corruptible. You know, mm-hmm. so our ultimate hope is secure. Jesus has won. We're just dri- we're just driving into the victory, mm-hmm. and that is hard. It's not funny that daily life is a struggle. That's mm-hmm. not funny. But what's what we can laugh about in this sense, in a lighthearted, joyful, optimistic sense, is that. God is real. God mm-hmm. is God. God is on his throne. He's in control, and we get to be his children. And mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff that we get, we create dramas over, all this crazy stuff uh, of, of our hearts being so deceptive and people in the world, the cultures, the countries, the nations raging against God and his glory, we can look at that and say, you know what? Doomsday isn't coming. I mean, it is coming for those who rebel against God, but... Mm-hmm. but God is still God. That's amazing. Yeah. And when the Bible talks about these schemes of the devil, these these, uh, powers and principalities, in Psalms it says God looks down at them and he laughs. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, all these crazy things are happening and our government's infiltrated and all this. But God is looking at all that and he's laughing. And we should be too. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have this... uh, we're huddled into our Christian homes with the doors locked and we're just wondering if we're going to make it out and and if we're going to be okay. God is laughing. He has everything under control and we can fight and we can laugh together. As crazy as the world is today, do you really believe that God has got it under control? Mm -hmm. And if you do, you're going to have, you're not going to take it too seriously. Mm -hmm. You're going to take it seriously in the sense that sin is real Death is real, pain is real. And yet on the flip side, there's a balance that says Jesus wins and we can trust in him and we have hope. Mm-hmm. So so fight, laugh, feast. First finally we get to the to the fun part, um, or the the celebration part. Well it's all fun. Yeah, it, it's all fun, definitely. But feast, we're going into Thanksgiving. Uh, people are gonna be listening to this on Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. What is what is what is this feast thing? Well, number one, big fan. Um, number two I was talking to our small group yesterday and I was really just you're on your soapbox encouraging (laughs) I was up on my chair no I was I was really encouraging my group members and telling them guys God says we need to party like he said these things he told us to enjoy life to to gather together celebrate him it's he even gave instructions and detailed instructions of how people should party. Mm-hmm. If you read the Old Testament, there's so many times when you're like, you're going to bring a fattened calf, you're going to bring this, 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 you're going to do this, yeah. and it's going to smell like this. Uh, and why is that? Because God is the creator of taste buds, and he's the creator of happy feelings and laughter and around music. a table and music and art and goodness and silly moments and... He, he created that. Those aren't things that are um, the guilty pleasure of Thanksgiving Day. Right, right. That is, that is the gift that the creator gives us. And he says, ooh, enjoy it. Here it is. This is what I made. It's going to be so good. Right. And we should take that and we, could, and we could just feast on that. And honestly, I think Christians are terrible party folk. 
In general, like we have the best thing to be feasting about and partying about. And our parties should last weeks about the things that we celebrate of Jesus's resurrection, about his birth, about him ruling on the throne. And we are very skimpy sometimes. Mm -hmm. We don't want the extra dishes. Mm -hmm. When we have people who are celebrating stupid, stupid things, prom, or I don't know, I'm trying to imagine. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Someone catches a ball. Now, I, I get it, guys. Easy, I'm not easy. against the football. <laughs> I I enjoy it. I, I like it. But I'm just saying there's, if we are celebrating the Super Bowl more than we are celebrating Jesus reigning, and we are showing our kids that, yeah. What do you Something's think your wrong. kids are going to celebrate yeah. when they are growing? And do you think they're actually going to believe you that Jesus is on his throne? Yeah. If you're just going to make... I mean, what I'm saying is we should be making as many pies and cakes as we can, as much food as we can, invite as many people as we can, and make it as lively and as exciting as we can mm-hmm. with the most games and laughter and spilled juice on the floor and, uh, I don't know, peas all over the table that yeah. you're going to clean up. But it should be a feast mm-hmm. because we truly have something to rejoice about, truly right. something to celebrate about. Yeah. Like, own it. God think, made it. And I think this is one of the problems is, again, we're taking the gospel, but we're not pressing into the reality of the gospel oftentimes. And we act like it's not really true, mm-hmm. you know? Like, do you actually believe that Jesus has risen and that he has conquered death and he has given victory and he has given his grace to you? Do you believe that? Now, if you believe that, how are you going to act? You know, what do you do after a massive victory has just happened? You Mm -hmm. celebrate. So do you actually believe that a massive victory has happened? Do you Mm -hmm. believe that your soul is linked to the God of heaven for eternity? Mm -hmm. Like, there is reason to celebrate. And mm-hmm. I think oftentimes as Christians, the sad thing is because our awareness of the gospel is very thin, it's not thick and juicy and amazing, our, our sense of the gospel story is thin. So what we do, we borrow from the culture around us and we find secular, non-Christ-exalting reasons to party. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they fall like, flat. Right, right. We're like, oh, yeah, 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 Thanksgiving. Um yeah, let's be positive. Let's be thankful. Uh, family is so great. See, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Christmas season, it, you know, the, the warm, fuzzy feelings of Christmas and chestnuts roasting on open fire. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Amp it up. But it's like, okay, uh, you are, like C.S. Lewis says, you're, you're trying to make the best out of a mud pie mm-hmm. uh, when you have behind you a holiday at the sea. Turn around. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and it's... And it's not just because we should be doing this because we should be doing this. But we should be doing this because it is true. Because when Susie sees dad ecstatic and happy, is she saying, well, daddy's happy because the New York Giants got the touchdown. Right. Or, is she, which is not bad, daddy could do that, but is he super ecstatic because he has all the blessings of the world, all the riches that Christ has given us, that Jesus is reigning and we are his children. Mm -hmm. We are saved and we are secured in him. He is doing the work in us. And here's like the challenge for Advent. Advent begins the beginning of December. Right. Well, we we started on December 1st. Mm -hmm. I thought there was like, it starts a little later, but 
I have no idea. I th- I'm but guilty. We do, yeah, we didn't do our research because we're just like, hey, we'll just start December 1. But we try to make something every single day. It doesn't have to be a party every single day, but there needs to be some kind of preparation mm-hmm. um, and, and getting the heart prepped for that true, like for that final great celebration on Christmas Day. But try to be partying all that time and you'll see that it is exhausting and but it is good and our souls are too shriveled up we mm-hmm. need to think more we need to have more truth in us to have something to actually celebrate about and that's the problem that sometimes happens is Christians are like well I know Jesus died for me and he and he accepts me and I'm his and I can be in heaven this is all great to be happy about but there's so much more truth that can just keep enlarging your mm-hmm. heart and your soul to be even more grateful about. That's the reason to read more Bible and books and yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah. I think and part of the other, the other it works both ways. Like you, uh, you when you when you learn to celebrate Christ more in your daily life, you actually start to treasure Him more too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It works both ways. You treasure Him more, and then you you celebrate. But also, when you celebrate, you treasure Him more. Yeah. So it kind of works both ways. But Christians need to stop acting like Jesus is still dead. Uh, he's not dead anymore, you know? And I think that when you look at the Christmas season and the Thanksgiving season, all these good things, you lean in because you realize that every good thing is connected to the ultimate good thing. Mm-hmm. Every bite of juicy turkey is connected to the fact that we will feast, you know, in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and the true glory of God, all the participation at the table and the beautiful love maybe that your family has on Thanksgiving or whatever, or even with your friends, every little nibble, every little tidbit of goodness is supposed to, it's like a stream that flows down to the ultimate goodness, which is Jesus, his story, and his kingdom, which is coming, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you see that, you can realize that all celebration belongs to him and that your life belongs to that. And so your life is full of celebration, you know? Yeah. So, and that kind of connects it. Christians get really antsy about like, Things like aspects of celebration, like Santa Claus and Christmas trees and presents, and Christmas, Christians start arguing. Oh, Santa Claus is not a Christian thing. You're you're taking you're taking the focus off of Jesus. Um, Christmas trees and presents. Why are we giving presents to each other? It's it's Jesus' birthday. Yeah. We're supposed to give presents to him. Any thoughts on that? My thoughts on that <laughs> is go all out. Um, I, I think if in your family, your kids think that Santa is the one who saved you from your sins, then you should have a serious conversation <laughs> about that and toss Santa out of it. But, and you don't need to go into like intricate detail to tell your kids how Santa lives out here and there. At least this is what we do. Yeah. We, we, we like make it into a lighthearted, like funny, silly thing, but our kids kind of, kind of not believe in Santa Claus like they think there's a Santa Claus and they and they they see but this is how they believe in him they seen him at the mall yeah (laughs) and they're like hey we saw another one over there hey there's another Santa Claus so it's not like there's this he's just a prop but it's all part of the fun story of Jesus and his coming right so he Jesus isn't threatened by Santa Claus right right Um, if it's if it's done correctly (laughs) if it's done correctly yeah I mean there's definitely a danger where Santa steals the show on Christmas. 
But that's and if you don't know Jesus. that should not happen in your family. Right. Before we close out, let's just do some practical examples. How do you feed this philosophy, this on-the-ground philosophy of living out the gospel to fight, to laugh, to feast um, as we're going into the holidays? How do you feed these things into your life? Um, how do you battle with negativity, pessimism, uh, grumbling? Mm -hmm. um, how do you build up this kind of mindset in your life? Yeah, I mean, daily, you need to be filling your mind with what is true. You can't be feeding off of little uh, daily devotional quotes that pop up on Twitter and and be like, I'm set, man, that was a good one. That was right. a good motivational <laughs> quote. I'm set for the week. Jesus loves me. You got to get yes. into the word. You got to know what the word says and you got to love it. Um, if you don't, you should ask for more of that love because honestly, what we're talking about is all based on on truth, truth that is real. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know that, and if you haven't tasted it and chewed on that, then you really don't have anything to pull from. How are yeah. you going to love a Jesus and celebrate a Jesus that you really know very little about? Yeah, You, you can't. It, it's going to be artificial. You're mm -hmm. going to pretend that you're excited for Jesus and his coming and that he's on his throne, but you're like, I don't know all the details of that which doesn't mean you need to know all the details, but you should want to, mm -hmm. and you should and you should go there. Right. You should ask some good questions and try to go answer them. Yeah, we, we, we always complain, oh, shoot, yeah, I need to read my Bible more. I need to read more Christian books. And yet, you know, we spend so much time on Netflix and on mm -hmm. whatever it is that we do. Um, whatever you feed your yeah. heart with, that's the story that's going to define. So what is the story that you're feeding your heart with, yeah. right? And another thing I'd, I'd want to say is... There, it's not, Christians are so, I guess our culture, are so worried about being authentic. And by that, they just mean, I want to feel everything I do. Hmm. Well, sometimes you're not going to feel like fighting and you don't feel like you're actually fighting for something true. Well, you need to preach to yourself what you're fighting for and actually do it. Or you're not going to feel like laughing because you're not thinking through those. Well, you need to Tell yourself what is right, and you need to act on it. And feasting, sometimes you're not going to want to party. You don't want to invite a big crowd, but we need to learn to do that. Mm -hmm. The more we learn to do that, the better we get at it. And, I mean, today I had a silly um, complaints from some coworkers, mm. and I was getting kind of riled up talking to my sergeant about it. And then I thought, how trivial this is. Hmm. Like, how can I just let go of this? I can just, re I can relax. I can enjoy life. I can go home. I know Jesus is king. I don't need to worry about all these things that we preoccupy our mind. And that is the fight part, right? right. You're telling yourself what is right. But and it's then also I'm, the laugh part, too. Yeah, and you're driving home, and you're like, this is so good. Life yeah. is so good. I'm going to go home. I'm going to have dinner. I have... I love coffee. I'm going to have some coffee. I'm going to feast with my family. Really, we take ourselves too seriously and we think it's about us. Yeah. When all of this, what we're talking about is not, hey, this is how to make your life better. Mm -hmm. This is 
how to be faithful in the Christian life. And it will make your life better because that's how it was designed. Right. I think it's not, when we say it's not about you, it's not that we're pointing the spotlight and saying you don't mean anything. Actually, the opposite. The time when you realize your truest significance is when you are more aware of God's amazing story. So Mm -hmm. I think for me, I I was thinking about this this morning and I was driving to work. I was just, I had a bad attitude. I was tired. It's been a rough week with kids being sick. I'm not sleeping much. I'm working a lot. And I was just grumpy. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is I'm processing this stuff through my own heart, and I'm just like, you're, you're, just, you're just ridiculous, you know? Like, look around. Look at the blowing leaves and the wind and the rain yeah. and the amazing coffee in your cup and your warm little car that you're driving in and just behold the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. And you just, you know, you see that, and you can't maintain this oh my gosh, life is so terrible. I'm such a poor little yeah. soul suffering. I was, yeah. you know? I, I was in the same boat. And because I'm listening to Notes from a Tilt-A-Whirl on my podcast again, yeah. or uh, my audiobook, and it's so good. And it snaps you back to, you live in a magical world that's created by God, and you're yeah. living in it now. Enjoy it. You know, it, enjoy it. And um, one thing I wanted to say about the fight part we often get wrong is we fight for ourselves very often. Hmm. We fight for our kingdom. Hmm. And if we don't get our ways, we're fighting for that. When really, we should desire Christ's kingdom and we should desire to fight for that. We're, and those are very often when we run into the wrong ways to fight. Right. That's when we get all heated. That's when we start getting angry and getting... All Social tense. media storms and, yeah, and, and then, arguments and rages. Yeah, and then you start getting in these arguments about this and that, and and you haven't acquired anyone into the kingdom. Right, <laughs> you know, you right. haven't spread any good news other than that you're a jerk. Yeah, yeah. I then think you can't tolerate someone else's opinion. I think for me, it's also just you said this earlier, uh, loving the word of God and submerging my heart into good theology, a good Christian truth, not as a method of escaping life's battles, but as helping fill my horizon um, with the truth and asking myself, what am I really doing? What is this world? You know, what's it all about? So as we're going into this season, I hope you guys will have a joyful, rich experience of the holidays to fight, to laugh, to feast. Jesus is good. Um, life is amazing and life is also very hard, but we have the Holy Spirit. We have grace every single day and that's our encouragement. Mm -hmm. So as we're closing out, quick recommends. I know you just mentioned Notes from a -A Tilt-A-Whirl by N.D. Wilson. That's probably your recommend. No, I'm not going to use it because I'm going to do a double because... Okay. (laughs) You get double because you're the guest guest speaker today. Um, Guys, I just finished two days ago Joe Rigney's Things of Earth. Uh, the Things of the Earth, yeah. That's what it's called. The Things of the Earth. Yeah. It is so good. And if you are struggling in your mind of how to fit in more, how do I see this practically? How do I, see, how do I touch it? How do I understand it? How do mm-hmm. I live this out? This will go into so much detail. And there is, he's basically a cocktail of Lewis... Wilson, Piper, mm-hmm. all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is wonderful to listen to, and it's like a roller coaster 
and you guys will love it. It's a book, by the way, if I didn't yeah. say that. Joe Rigney, <laughs> Joe Rigney, The Things of the Earth. I'll have a link down below in, in the podcast link so you'll, you'll, you can see it. Um, yeah, so Joe Rigney, The Things of the Earth, N.D. Wilson, Lo- Notes from a Tilt-A-Whirl, mm-hmm. and also N.D. Wilson, Death by Living. Three oh. books that will change your life and enable you to fight, laugh, and feast. Thank you guys for listening. It's been an awesome conversation. Rich, uh, Victor, thanks for coming on and sharing with us. Um, Find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're everywhere. Connect with us. Tell us what you think. Uh, If you have been benefited from this podcast uh, or this episode or any of them, please share it with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. That really helps other people find the show. Uh, Next week, I'm going to have another guest, and we'll be talking more theology, more history, more fun stuff. Until then, you guys take care.